Hi everyone. I have to apologize for being MIA for the last few weeks. I'm going to be completely transparent and tell you that I have been struggling and I just didn't know how to come here and show up and be upbeat and positive and I just couldn't record an episode. And then I got this amazing review and thieves and crooks, if you are listening I am so thankful for you and your incredible review that you left because you reminded me that me just showing up exactly in the headspace that I'm in is exactly what is needed to be heard by other moms going through the same exact thing. And I don't have to come to this space and always be about encouragement, although I would love to always be the cheery, positive, yay, let's go get them kind of person. But the fact is, is that this is real life and especially life as a mom to a child with special needs, it can be messy and just unpredictable and full of emotions and things that come up. And that's where I'm at. So again, I Thank you for that review. And honestly, I am so grateful for all the reviews that have been left because it means so much and it does serve as a reminder to know that I just have to share my experience and just be real because that is all I have ever wanted in this journey is to know that somebody else gets it. And sometimes I forget that and the reminder is so appreciated. So what am I talking about today? Okay, this episode today is about hope and learning to enjoy the moment because that's where I'm at right now. As my son turns 13 next week, I am struggling with that. And I know a lot of you moms are going through the same exact thing and struggling to enjoy the moment that we're in because we're constantly worrying about our children and constantly worrying about what others are thinking, even when we try to tell ourselves that it doesn't matter. And we know deep down, it doesn't matter what anybody else is thinking, but it does get in the way and it does cloud the moments that we're experiencing with our child and it's hard to just be and just enjoy the moment at times. So talking about that today, let's get to it. Hey, Courageous Mom, I want you to know that you are so brave raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, 
to go after your dreams and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. So I can't believe that my son is about to turn 13 next weekend. It is completely insane for me to think that I will officially have a teenager for a son. And it has been quite the journey and he is so loved and so awesome. But I am struggling because while he has made incredible amounts of progress, there is obviously a difference between my son as a 13 year old and many of the 13 year olds that he goes to school with or that are the children of my friends and I'm seeing on a regular basis. Now, I know that I always say stop the comparison. However, we're human and no matter how far you have come with improving on the comparison deal, it's going to happen from time to time. And occasionally throughout this journey, you are going to have to check yourself. And that is where I'm at right now as he becomes a teenager. I am having to check myself hard with the comparisons and reminding myself that we have made so much progress. But as he becomes a teenager, there are certain things that are just standing out. And when he was younger and first diagnosed nonverbal and we didn't know if he would ever speak. And that was a whole different set of worries. And I always thought at that point that if we could get through some of the things that we were dealing with at that point, things would be easier. And I I think that to some degree, that was a coping mechanism for me to get through that time because it was so difficult. However, now that I'm here about to be a mother to a teenager that is autistic, it definitely is feeling like this is tougher, or I should say there's more heartbreak in it. And I do not mean to cause anyone dread if you have a young child and you're still years away from the teenage years. I am simply saying that it's harder to blend in the older that they get. And because that's where I'm at right now, I have to now learn how to navigate this world as we approach dances, dating, driving, far more independence than I can bear to even imagine at this point for him. But most teenagers, their parents struggle with them making the right decision and hanging out with the right crowd where my worry is, God, I just want him to have a friend. Just one. And yeah, I worried a little bit about that when he was younger, but as a young child, everyone's home with their parents on a Friday night. So now that just sticks out more and is more front and center on my mind. And I've said it before, but it's the only thing I will miss about COVID and quarantine is the fact that I didn't have to worry about social events and not getting invited to them or my son having nothing to do, but his sister having everything to do. I didn't have to worry about any of that in the past year, over a year now. And that has been glorious. (laughs) The only good thing. But 
now as people are starting to come out of hiding and vaccinated for getting out there and doing more things. And I realized that I haven't been enjoying the moment or completely present because I am just, I can't get out of my own way. I am worrying and thinking about so much when out in public. And I don't know if it's a combination of him turning 13 and also the fact that I haven't dealt with this in over a year. So it's like I have to retrain myself how to be in public and retrain myself to not care what people think or any judgment that they may make on my son. And it could be just a combination of the two and I'm struggling and have to get my mind right all over again. So for instance, my son plays Challenger Baseball. And if you're not aware of it, Challenger Baseball is, it's a baseball league and it's amazing. The people that organize it are complete saints and have so much patience and all the players seem to really love and enjoy it and it's really great for the parents that are there to just watch and cheer on their children. Now the players are individuals with disabilities whether it be a cognitive disability or physical. So basically everybody there, every parent watching gets it and it's like this no judgment zone and we're all there just supporting and cheering everyone on. And it really is a feel-good kind of moment because it's just awesome that the community that we live in has this program. And I think that I know my son loves feeling like he's part of a team. And the thing with my son, he, I think I've mentioned before, he definitely struggles with focus. So he has an autism diagnosis. And then at the age of seven, he was also diagnosed with severe ADHD. So sometimes Seamus, that's my son's name, is on a completely different planet. Like, I am wondering if he is even with us sometimes. And then there are other days that he is completely on it. He's be, He doesn't need any prompts. He does things before I even ask, which is usually unheard of. And I usually am trying to figure out what was different that day. But he eats the same exact breakfast every day, same exact lunch. So it, there really is no rhyme or reason to why some days he's on it and other days I, I'm trying to get him back on this planet. So last uh, Saturday when we were at the game, he was having one of those days where he's he was physically here, but his mind, I have no idea. And sometimes it's really hard as a parent to sit and watch your child struggle. And I mean, not sometimes, all the time. It's always hard to watch your child that you completely love and adore struggle. And watching him out on that field on Saturday was just especially painful. And I think it's because I'm already dealing with emotions with him turning 13, puberty, and just all that fun stuff. But I think that just contributed to me being a little bit more <laughs> sensitive lately and maybe having less patience 
and it being harder to watch him completely be so out of it during this game. And he was just there the previous Saturday and was present and basically getting the gist of the whole game. And we didn't play in 2020 because obviously COVID, but he was playing the year before that and got the general rules of the game. But on Saturday, this past Saturday, you would never know that he has ever played the game ever before. Now it's not a competitive game Really, it's there's only two innings. They will pitch to the same batter until the batter actually hits. And it doesn't matter how long that takes. And that's why I say they are so patient and just so supportive of the players. But anyways, so there's an orange team and there's a blue team. My son is on the orange team. No matter if the orange team was up at bat or whether the blue team was up at bat, my son just kept running the bases every single time someone hit the ball. It didn't matter if it was him or the other person. So that's that. But in addition, he, when he hit the ball and he went around the bases and it was time to come home and we have to tell him, okay, you hit the ball, drop the bat, run to first base. Okay, now run to second, third, home. He comes home and he literally just stands on home base and he's just staring at the outfield. Everybody's clapping and cheering and he just stands there and he will not get off home base. And, you know, people are laughing. And again, they're not laughing at him. It's just, it is, it is funny, especially now that I'm, I'm telling you the story and you had to be there. But he was just standing there. Now we have the next batter <laughs> coming up to hit and he's still standing on home plate. And now more of the coaches are coming up to home plate and asking, all right, buddy, you, you did great. <laughs> you came home, you got a point, like, let's go. And he's he just kept saying, so finally he gets off and he just continued to run those bases though. Didn't matter if he was in the outfield, he was still running the bases with the blue team. So when I normally would be just laughing this off, I don't know what it was on Saturday. And I shouldn't say I don't know what it was. Like I said, I think it's a culmination of him turning 13, me being emotional about that and the difficulty and watching him struggle as a mom that adores him. But it was hard to watch. And I feel awful for saying that. I feel awful for wanting to cry because I'm so tired of watching him struggle and always having to, to guide him or prompt him about the next move. I was mad that day that I couldn't just sit back and watch my son play a game without having to always worry. And again, I was amongst parents that got it. They understood. No one was judging me, but it just happened to all be too much that day. And I will admit that I have felt guilty numerous times for trying to avoid certain situations because I didn't want to feel uncomfortable or worry what others were thinking. And for example, when, and I, and I still do this, when he was younger, I would try to pick apart 
that didn't have so many people or I'd go at a downtime because it pained me to see him not be able to engage and play with the other kids or if another child commented on the fact that my son didn't respond back to him. I couldn't stand the heartbreak so I found myself just staying away because it was easier and I found that I've been kind of feeling that way again and kind of doing the same things like just making sure that I'm going somewhere when it's a downtime and I understand that's kind of part of being an autism mom because you're aware of the sensory overload and how loud a place can be but I'm not avoiding it for that reason and if it was for that reason then I wouldn't feel guilty about it at all. My thing what I've been avoiding is just the heartache and not enjoying the moment of what is going on. And I know that other moms have written to me talking about this exact same thing, about how do you enjoy the time with your child and your other children when you're out, when you're constantly worrying about what others are thinking or what they're going to say or if they're looking at him oddly. I get all those feelings and as I said pre-pandemic I think I had that pretty much under control. Now it's not to say that I never thought about it but it didn't guide and have an impact on everything that I did and I feel like that's happening again and so I'm really working hard to take all the steps and do all the things that I used to do that help me to get that in check because it is no fun going anywhere at this point and I'm really doing that to myself. Now sure are there ignorant people out there that you may come into contact with that may say something? Yeah sure absolutely been there done that and it's not over it's going to happen again in our lifetime probably multiple times but that is definitely not a reason to stop going out there my child deserves to get out there and do things and enjoy life just as much as anybody else does but again this is all perspective and that was something that was huge back when I had all these thoughts more under control control was that I was better at keeping things in perspective. Because if we think about it, and if you really get to know what people are thinking about and worrying about, they usually are not worrying about you. And I know that, but a thought that I completely forgot on that Saturday and other days as of late. And I need to make sure that I'm not spiraling out of control with my overthinking and assuming that people are judging us. And I also need to let go of perfection. And it's a hard thing to do, but obviously I know that I am not perfect, not even close to it. I have flaws galore and my family, we're, we're just a mess everywhere we go, but a beautiful, glorious and funny mess, I will add. But remembering who I am and the people that I love and reminding myself that perfect doesn't exist, nor is it any fun, is something that I'm going to have to be doing more regularly lately because clearly I need that reminder. 
And I need to remind myself that I can be vulnerable. Like it can absolutely be terrifying, especially after over a year of quarantine, trying to get back out there and be in the moment and to not worry what others are thinking of you and your children. It's hard. And I have been completely out of practice. So I have to give myself grace in getting back into it. And so do you. And I think the other thing is to really find your tribe. And I'm trying to remind myself that those people there at that game, that's my tribe. Like they get it. So if anywhere, if any space could be safer or more judgment free, then sign me up, show me because that space are filled with people and parents that that get it and that I'm not alone, not there and not when I'm usually surrounded by my tribe. But I have to get myself to the point of when we are just out and it's not a judgment-free zone and we are amongst lots of different people and they may not understand our family, they may not understand my son. And I just have to come to terms and it is tough to do, I'm not saying that it's easy, but come to terms that in this crazy world, not everyone is going to like you. And there are mean people and the world is filled with some nutcases, right? But the majority of people are amazing, regardless of whatever news station you are watching. There are amazing people out there. And most people are very kind and have a big heart. And even though they may not be completely aware, they just need a little bit bit of education. And when the nefs are in the house, we are dropping autism education everywhere. <laughs> I'm serious. It's always usually pretty funny. And if it's not funny in the moment, like Saturday, in retrospect, I get quite a few laughs. So I know that this past year, we have been out of practice in being in the world as our perfectly imperfect selves. And we have lots of reminders to keep reflecting on when we are out in public and we find ourselves drifting and starting to worry about what everyone else around us is thinking and not enjoying the moment with our children. We need to make sure that we are giving ourselves those reminders. And it's not always going to be easy. It's not like you're going to remind yourself silently and all of a sudden, every single memory is going to go away or every single fear is going to fade. It's not going to work like that. But over time, because this is exactly what happened to me before, reminding myself of these things and then surviving the outing and realizing that it wasn't that bad or maybe we had an amazing time. Those things will keep you going, but you don't get to experience the good days if you just hide take it from me and take it from a mom who is always struggling. And I'll go through stretches where I feel like I've got it all together. And then there are days like Saturday and others as of recent that I clearly have to remind myself and start the practice all over again. So thank you for letting me share this with you and for not judging me. I so appreciate you. And if you haven't yet joined the Courageously Mom Facebook group, please join us. I am trying to build community there so that we can support and cheer each other on and laugh all at the same time. And 
If you enjoy this podcast, I am asking if you wouldn't mind sharing it with somebody else that you think would find it helpful and also leaving a review because that will help tremendously as well. So until next time, I am sending you so much love and reminding you that you've got this. Hey there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.